everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Warning. You're about to enter the arena and join the battle to save America with your host, Sean Parnell. Hey everybody, welcome to Battleground Live. I am your host. My name is Sean Parnell. I am a combat veteran. I'm a New York Times bestselling author. And of course, more important than both of those things, I am simply a humble servant of America. And for the love of God, Republicans in the U.S. House of Representatives, can you please pick a speaker for the love of God, for the love of all that's holy? been talking about this subject for three weeks now, and it's absolutely driving me crazy that Jim Jordan yesterday on the floor of the House of Representatives had a second vote, uh, 22 people against him. First vote, 20 people. So, so somehow two more people came out against Jim Jordan in that time frame, and it's absolutely positively driving me insane. Republicans, I know some of you are many friends on Capitol Hill, especially in the U.S. House of Representatives. I know many of you watch this show because you text me about it and we talk about it. So please, like th- the people of this country, th- the base of this party, in fact, the vast majority of this party would like you to put this debacle behind us. We have an opportunity to an elect to elect an actual conservative speaker of the house, a conservative word, Jim Jordan. I mean, the guy has a proven track record of taking the fight to the radical Democrats, and he's been doing it for 10 years as first a ranking member on judiciary and now the chairman of judiciary. This is a guy that's a team player. I need you all to hear this. I mean, this is a guy that's not from the state of Pennsylvania. When I was running for the House in 2020, as many of you all know, especially folks that are that are, are new to this program that are watching on Red Voice Media's stream, this was by far the most important district in, in the entire country, PA 17 in 2020 during Trump's reelect. Jim Jordan went out of his way to come to Pennsylvania during that critical campaign and not just help me raise money. And by the way, as I told you all before, that's stuff matters. 
I always liken fundraising dollars on political campaigns to bullets in your gun in combat. If you run out of bullets when you're surrounded by the enemy and taking fire, you're dead. Same is true in, in, in politics. If you run out of money when you're running in a swing district or in a contentious race at all, and you're getting attacked on the TV and in the mail from these radical Dems, you're done. Jim Jordan is a guy who recognized that. He was not like in leadership in the Republican Party back then. I mean, he was a senior Republican, but it's not like he was a majority leader. It's not like he was a, he was he was a whip, the minority whip at the time. Was, you know, he was just a Republican team player that came to Western Pennsylvania, traveled physically here to help me raise money, and then he went to campaign events with me. So this is a guy that's a team player. This is a guy that the vast majority of of our party and not just people in Washington DC but people all across the country support so why in the hell are we where we are right now this man is conservative he's a team player it's who the party wants yeah he's got 20 people voting against him right now 22 people voting against him but the vast majority of the republican party is for him so if that's the case Get on board the train, elect a an, a conservative speaker, because our backs are up against the wall right now. I told you there are three options right now for Republicans in the Speaker of the House. Elect a hella conservative, a conservative warrior, or option two is mouth-breathing Republican squish. I've been saying in the chat for three weeks, beware the squish option. That, to me, is the most likely option right now. And I'll get to it in a second with this Patrick McHenry uh, Speaker Pro 10 movement that was pushed in the House briefly today. And the third option, and this is scary as hell, is an Akeem Jeffries Speaker of the House, despite the Democrats being in the minority. The reason why that is dangerous is it takes 217 votes in the U.S. House of Representatives at this point in time to elect a Speaker of the House. Hakeem Jeffries, every single vote has got 212. That means all it takes is five defectors. Believe me when I tell you there are five, there are five of those people in the Republican Party and that would probably be willing to defect to not necessarily coalesce with Hakeem Jeffries. I think if they did that, those Republicans would absolutely positively lose elections, even if they were in Biden plus districts or swing districts. I think they would end up losing because Republican support underneath them completely and totally erode. But that doesn't mean that the Dems won't try to pull a fast one and work with five Republicans to elect a, a rhino squish speaker, again, which is the scariest option. So before we get to Patrick McHenry and and all that, let me just first say, if you're watching the show from the top of the hour, make sure you like this video. Rumble notices those likes. The more Rumble notices those likes, the more likely it is that this show grows and gets advertisers. The more advertisers we get, the better equipment we can get. And I eventually, at some point, could move my studio away from my cat's litter box and the five crazy children that are running around here all the time. It's not easy to do a show when it's just you and a camera and yourself. We don't have many guests on this show except for Savage Rich, the People's Pundit, maybe Don Jr. from time and again. Uh, but most of the time, it's just me. And when there are two cats 
a crazy Pups McGee dog uh, who just had surgery, by the way. So uh, we please pray for Pups McGee. We love her. She's She had a couple days where she was down and she was tired, but she's up again and running. But like we were worried about her for a time. But still, five kids, Commander Melanie, wrangling everybody. It's crazy around here. So the more, more you like this pro, more you like this video, the more you subscribe to my show, the more likely it is that we grow the show and bring a better quality product to you. And as always, this show is and will always be for you. I don't give a damn about Republican. I don't give a damn about Democrat. I don't care about Republican, what's right for the Republican Party, what's right for the Democrat Party. All I care about is what's right for the people of this country in the Constitution. I'm a combat veteran. I took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. I did not take an oath to protect and defend any sort of political party, and that is where my loyalties lie. I told you from the very beginning that my mission is to dismantle the Democrat Party, the modern Democrat Party. Folks, this ain't your grandparents' Democrat Party. This ain't the party uh, for the little guy. Most Democrats in Washington are radical commies that want to dismantle this country. So we have to dismantle their party before they accomplish their mission objective. Anything I've told you before that distracts from that mission, I'm opposed to. So I also want to thank Deepwell. Uh, they took a chance in this program. They're an amazing American energy company. They're a drilling company that's hiring. If you're looking for a job, go to deepwellservices.com. They're a company that is absolutely positively filled with American patriots. They pay really, really well. They aren't just hiring in the oil field. They're hiring all around. Again, that's deepwellservices.com. They're a founding sponsor of this program. They're they're filled with American patriots that believe in this country, that believe in American energy independence, and they're a great place to work. Uh, thank you, Deepwell, for sponsoring this program. Okay. Let's get back to Patrick McHenry. What I have been told about the the temporary speaker speaker pro tem Patrick McHenry, but by the way, which I'll give you a little bit of his background and why we should beware the squish option, right? Um, but what I have been told is that this this motion for a speaker pro tem to empower Patrick McHenry to January of next year of 2020-24 was put in place to actually give Jim Jordan more time to whip the votes that he needs for Speaker of the House, which is why Jim Jordan, when he initially said today, because there was some back and forth in the U.S. House of Representatives today where it looked like Jim Jordan was not going to go for a third vote, that he was supporting Patrick McHenry. Right. And then Patrick McHenry would be the, the Speaker pro tem for three months. But but. But Jim Jordan didn't withdraw the fact that he was running for speaker. He was still going to run during that time. And the reason for that was, is apparently uh, McCarthy had said something. This is just it's just what I've heard, but it's from pretty solid sources that McCarthy had said, look, like when when Republicans took uh, when it, when Republicans won back the, the House majority uh, in the 2022 cycle, that happened in November. And Kevin McCarthy, at that point, knowing that he was going to have a House majority, spent the rest of November, the rest of December, and three weeks in Jan or a couple weeks in January to whip the votes that he needed for Speaker. And McCarthy just said, if it's going to be Jim Jordan, and again, Kevin McCarthy has backed Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. I back Jim Jordan wholeheartedly for Speaker of the House. Donald Trump backs Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. What McCarthy had said to the party was that, look, I had three freaking months to whip the votes. We should extend Jim Jordan the same courtesy. Now, uh, I, we don't like the idea, If to be clear, if I'm sitting in the U.S. House of Representatives right now, I, I'm a no vote on that. I don't like the idea of a temporary speaker. I like the idea of handling our freaking business. 
And if you're the 22 people that are holding this back, or whether if you're a slave to procedure, you respect the institution, you're pissed off at Gates, I don't know what it is. You like Scalise, you like Mac you're, you're forever McCarthy. I don't know why you'd be forever McCarthy, because McCarthy has endorsed Jordan. So if you're pro-McCarthy and you were pro-McCarthy before and you voted for McCarthy, well, McCarthy ain't voting for McCarthy. McCarthy's voting for Jordan. So why the hell are you voting for McCarthy? I don't know. But a message to all of my friends in, in, down on Capitol Hill, this isn't about you. Everything that I lined out, whether you're committed to procedure, you don't like Gates, there's a personality conflict between somebody, or you don't like Jim Jordan, well, the bottom line is the vast majority of our party does. This is not about you. The term representative means that you are a servant of the people. And I think every district has like 700 plus thousand people in it. It's your job as a U.S. representative in the House of Representatives. You've got 700 plus thousand bosses when you're a member of Congress. And your job, if you're a Republican, is to do what's best for your party. And that does not mean being in a small minority. And look, you know me, I'm intellectually honest about this. I did not like what Matt Gates and those eight Republicans did siding with Democrats, much to the chagrin of everybody in the live chat right now. I guarantee you, you're going to come after me and I get it. But we're a party of intellectual diversity. We're allowed to have different thoughts and opinions on this things. My only critique of what the eight did was that you didn't introduce a speaker right after that. And again, Heard from very strong sources that Matt Gates thought Kevin McCarthy was going to keep running and that Matt Gates thought he was going to be able to use the motion to vacate to even get better concessions out of McCarthy. When McCarthy backed out, that plan went to you know what. Now here we are starting from scratch. But my message to members, Republican members of the U.S. House of Representatives is get your stuff together. This is embarrassing. And the Democrats are just watching and they're laughing. It's embarrassing. You're the 22 people that are holdouts right now. Meet with Jim Jordan. Handle your freaking business. Put your big boy pants on. Elect a freaking speaker so that we can conduct business on behalf of our party and continue out with the mission of dismantling the Democrat Party because they are an existential threat to this country. A little bit of background on McHenry and why there was so much backlash to uh, his candidacy. Because as, as I told you before, you're going to hear a lot moving forward about, you know, a bipartisan consensus candidate here and there and, and what that means. And all that basically means is somebody that would be tolerable to the Democrats, 212 Democrats willing to vote for a squish Republican and beware of that option. But a little bit about McHenry. McHenry's a big Ukraine guy. He voted in favor of the Ukraine Democracy Defense Lend-Lease Act of 2022. He voted in favor of the 2022 Ukraine Supplemental Appropriation. He voted against a Amendment 21 to H.R. 2670, the National Defense Authorization Act, which would have stricken 300 million of assistance for Ukraine. He voted against Amendment 22, which is H.R. 2670, the National Defense Authorization Act, which would have prohibited all security assistance for Ukraine. He voted against Amendment 25, H.R. 2670, the National Defense Authorization Act, which would have removed the extend of Lend-Lease Authority to Ukraine. He voted in favor of H.R. 5692. Ukraine Security Assistance and Oversight Supplemental Appropriations Act 2023. The list goes on and on here, folks, you see. Um, and, and what's more is that McHenry, again, this, this bothers me about him, is that 
he's the chairman of Ways and Means right now, which is, by the way, a very, very, very powerful committee on Capitol Hill in charge of all U.S. tax policy. Uh, it's a, he's in charge of a very powerful committee. Um, but he didn't protest the 2020 election. I'm sorry, but with all the issues that we've had in this country, especially with regards to that election in 2020. Now, again, we don't have to make our entire platform about protesting the 2020 election. But I, I reject the notion that we are not, as Republicans, are not allowed to talk about it or should not talk about it. That's exactly what the Democrats want. If we don't talk about it, if we don't study what happened, if we don't learn from our mistakes, we're doomed to repeat those very same mistakes in the future. If you don't study history, you are doomed to repeat it. And you saw, obviously, the disaster in 2020. The Democrats pulled out, of the, out all the stops to rig the election against President Trump. And by the way, that you don't like the word rigged if you're libs that are watching this. Well, then we'll use the term fortified because that's what you used in Time magazine four months after the election to refer to what you did. The shadow campaign to fortify the 2020 election against President Trump. So, no, of course, we can walk and shoot gum at the same time. That's not the sole platform of the Republican Party. But we have to rectify the wrongs that were done in the wake of 2020 Moving forward to make sure it doesn't happen again. And of course, it did happen again in 2020 because we had many Republicans. Patrick McHenry is one of those people who just turn. Hey, we got to look past 2020 or we got to look past 20, 2020. I'm sorry. We just got to turn a blind eye to it. Yep, oh, Biden won. Turn the page. This is bad for our party. I'm sorry, but that's the wrong perspective because look what happened to Carrie Lake in Arizona. Maricopa County, by and large, a, a Republican controlled county, but they were squishy Republicans. Beware the squishes. Always beware the squishes. You know, there's always a phrase in politics. Republicans always tell you that they have your back. And yeah, believe me, you will know it when you feel the knife. Um, but Republicans in Maricopa County, I mean, they're clearly, very clearly electoral problems in, in, in Maricopa County. And ultimately, that cost Carrie Lake a, a, the election in Arizona. She would be governor of Arizona if there weren't those election shenanigans going on in 2022, all made possible because Republicans weren't in sync with their messaging about 2020 in the election and all the issues that we had in the wake of that election. So this is what this is what we had in Patrick McHenry. And so I, this is why, by the way, when it looked like he was going to be the, the temporary speaker pro tem, that the grassroots just went up. They were they were not having it. And you'll notice Jim Jordan came out and did a press conference today and said very clearly, like, look, we floated this idea early on to the conference, but it was not a popular idea. People did not support it. And so Jim Jordan came out today and said, look, I'm we're going to do a third vote. I don't know when that's going to be. It could be tonight. It could be tomorrow. But something to think about, just a feather in the cap, is that is it really fair to Jim Jordan that when McCarthy had three months to whip the votes for himself as speaker? And this was a guy that climbed the ladder, right? I mean, he was, I mean, this is a guy that was the majority leader. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the House minority leader when Nancy Pelosi was speaker of the House. And he was in he was the he was the senior Republican in line to be speaker. Even even someone who has had his eyes on the speakership for damn near five years, maybe even longer, had three plus months to get his house in order and get the votes. It's not easy with Republicans. And so shouldn't we afford Jim Jordan the same courtesy? I mean, it's, it's, I, I want to see the guy as speaker. That's just it. I want him to win. And 
this is just Sean speaking, but the longer that this vote goes on, the and, and if he does, in fact, erode support along the way, the less likely a Jim Jordan speakership becomes and the more likely the squish option becomes and beware the squish. That would be disastrous. So let's think like strategists here for a second. Like, I, I don't want Patrick McCann. I don't support this uh, speaker pro tem argument at all. Again, if I'm in the U.S. House of Representatives, I'm a no vote on it. So, but like, it's kind of unfair to Jim Jordan, right? It, to only give him two freaking days and two votes uh, to to whip the votes that he needs for Speaker of the House, right? So I think that was that was the intent behind why they would put McHenry. McHenry was the consensus candidate that McCarthy appointed, and yeah, I don't know. I don't like it, um, but here we are. But again, circling back to my message to Republicans here, get your freaking house in order. There are only 20 of you now, 22 of you now that are voting against Jim Jordan. You are standing in the way of the Republican Party dismantling the Democrats. And I'm telling you, every single day in this country, it seems like things get worse. And it's funny, like in the chat prior to prior to going live, people were like, please, Sean, tell us you got some good news, please. You know, we play the mouth breather drinking game. And so for those of you all who are on uh, watching from Red Voice Media and are new to this to this game, I say mouth breather a lot. I think that's two or three mouth breathers in the show. I don't know. Typically in the live chat, there'll be a mouth breather over under and people take bets against one another. But every single time I say the word mouth breather, people drink. And the reason for that is, is because watching this show, we, again, we cover the news that nobody else really does. And in doing so, we get to where the real truth is and where the real stories are. But sometimes that's a pretty stressful thing. So we play the mouth breather drinking game, or at least my great, amazing platoon does. And by the end of the show, they've had a couple of drinks. Their nerves have cooled a little bit. So it's kind of a fun game that we play. So if you're new and you're watching on Red Voice Media, you are free to jump in the live chat and play the mouth breather drinking game with us. Um, it's fun. And by the end of the show, it's five o'clock, right? So it's happy hour by the end of the show. Everybody's feeling pretty good. Everybody's off work. So just wanted to explain the rules on that. But people are asking about Sean, is there good news? Please tell me there's good news. Well, I mean, I guess there is good news in that Victoria is joking around in the live chat that Victoria's secret is moving away from unsexy models, whatever that means. But all I know is that they did have a couple of dudes dressed up in lingerie, you know, like men pretending to be women, like strutting down the catwalk, acting like they were sexy. So I think that's just a net positive for all of us. I mean, nobody wants to see, nobody wants to see dudes strutting around uh nobody wants to see dudes strutting around in lingerie on the stage so maybe that's positive news right maybe that's a little sanity a little dose of reality in this ever crazy world that we live in because it does seem like you know a down is up and up is down and freedom is slavery and slavery is freedom and war is peace and and peace is war everything seems upside down again made possible by the radical left which is why when republicans fight radical left is still moving that cultural football down the down the field so if you are one of the 20 republicans that are waiting please for the love of god put your big boy pants on and vote for jim jordan as speaker i'm freaking sick and tired of this crap this is absolutely crazy okay we talked about RFK with the Great People's Pundit yesterday, and we, Rich Barris, I think Savage Rich is one of the best pollsters in the business, and we talked very clearly with empirical data because that's what we do on this show. You're going to get my opinion and some of the you know insider baseball scoop on a lot of this stuff, but we really do try to back up what we say with data and and what 
what we said, and I was, I was surprised by this because I thought that RFK's candidacy uh, would siphon votes away from primarily Joe Biden because RFK is a Democrat. And I, I mean, you look at some of the, the polls of Biden versus RFK in the primary, and it looked like very clearly that, you know, on a fairly consistent basis, depending upon what poll you saw, RFK was getting between 15% on the low side, maybe even 25% of Democrat votes uh, on the high side. So somewhere in the middle, you know, so I thought, well, well hell, that's got to hurt Biden more than it hurts Trump. But the fact of the matter is that's not what the polling says. He actually hurts. And if you're a Trump supporter and you want Trump to win like I am, then no, you should not be supporting RFK on the ticket as an independent, at least this is what we heard yesterday. But like news and politics changes so fast, sometimes less than 24 hours. RFK yesterday said all sorts of crazy stuff. There's this article out there uh, in the Post Millennial. I uh, love the Post Millennial. But uh, I want to lead in with this. I'm going to show you a video of something that RFK said just yesterday. Uh, but it says RFK Jr. says we must set federal dollars aside for reparations. Really? Like, so yesterday we got, we told you that, that RFK would actually hurt, uh, president Trump with, yeah, there you go, man. Look at the producer RFK. This is right from the post millennial. We said federal dollars aside for reparations. Now this is interesting because the way RFK hurts Trump is in the rust belt with maybe with conservative ish voters, what Rich Barris called, you know, Joe Rogan voters or Aaron Rodgers voters, which is really fascinating. Um, People who maybe aren't historical voters, they're not what you call four of four voters. Now, again, explain four of four. What does that mean? It means uh, if you're a four of four voter, you are voting. If there are four election cycles, you are voting in every one and all four. If you're a one of four voter, you're voting in one time in four cycles. So these Aaron Rodgers voters, these Joe Rogan people, maybe they're not four of four voters, but those people would have traditionally gone Trump. But with RFKs out there saying crazy left wing stuff like this in two months, you watch. We're going to get Rich back here. I've already talked to him about it, but we're, it, this is going to hurt. This could easily hurt Biden more than Trump. And the reason for that is what it looks like is happening is RFK is trying to carve a lane out to the left of Biden, which is fascinating because not even Joe Biden the animated mouth-breathing corpse that he is. And yes, I know if you're new and watching that it's impossible for a corpse to breathe, but he's an animated corpse dipped in, dipped in the Lazarus pit every day. Every day, the Lazarus pit is less and less successful. And you'll see every day a, a, a video of Joe Biden stumbling and bumbling through something. So yes, what I'm saying is true, but yes, he's an animated corpse, you know, but not even crazy radical Joe Biden and the people behind the curtain who are pulling the strings is for reparations. That's a crazy leftist position, but that's where RFK is planting his flag. So in a couple months, this polling is going to change and we're going to bring it to you first. But check out this video of Kennedy on guns, because when he was running as a Democrat, he was very, very careful with his language here. But now that he's an independent, and I, just keep in mind what I just told you, he's trying to plant his flag to the left of Biden. But roll this tape and listen very carefully to what he says. Uh, what? Would you ban uh, so-called assault weapons? Well, I'm not going to take away anybody's guns. Um, but I do, if, if, if there was a consensus where Republicans and Democrats voted a majority to do that, I would sign the bill. Great. 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> For Republicans and Democrats supported an assault weapons ban. Yeah, RFK would be okay. Which oh, okay. Let me back up. Apologies. Apologies. Um, there's no such thing as an assault weapon. Okay. Assault is a distinctly human characteristic. I've got many guns in my house and I've got many AR. I got, I've got an AR myself. It's never walked out of my gun safe and assaulted anybody. So this is a term that Democrats created to make ARs, which is the most popular rifle in America, which by and large, the preferred rifle for home defense and actually protection against tyranny. I got news for you. The Second Amendment wasn't freaking written for deer hunting. It was written to protect liberty from tyranny. And the most popular rifle is the AR-15 for, for home defense. But what the Dems did and the liberals did, and they're always so good with language and stuff like this, right? They said, oh, AR, like, oh, what we're going to do is we're going to call this assault because assault is scary. And AR, people will start to think AR means assault rifle and be opposed to these rifles just because they're meant for one thing and that's killing on the battlefield, blah, blah, blah. And that's what you hear from Democrats all the time. There's no such thing as an assault weapon. It's an Armalite rifle. Okay. AR, right? That's what it stands for. Uh, but again, the idea that, that taking a, a rifle from law abiding gun owners would affect criminals decision-making in any way is absolutely upside down logic. And what it does is, is it effectively punishes law-abiding citizens, people that have never committed a crime and never will with their guns. The responsible gun owners, they're the ones that are punished, and criminals are empowered. Why? Because the only one that's going to obey your stupid laws are law-abiding citizens. So if you disarm them, you empower criminals. It's very, very simple. I reject the notion from a policy standpoint that we should punish law-abiding society for the actions of a few whack-job criminals who prey upon our freedoms. But this is what the left does. A slow encroachment on your freedoms. And this is what, this is again, this is a radical leftist position that RFK is taking. Never mind the fact, like, RFK is a big data guy, right? Like, you always see him talking about vaccines and how the COVID vaccine is terrible and a lot of that stuff. First of all, I'm glad that he's out there saying it. I'm glad that he, he, even at the height of COVID, he had the courage to come out and speak out against big pharma. Um, I think I'm, uh, anyone that's been paying attention to this show for a long time knows that I am vehemently opposed to these vaccine mandates. And now anyone that was opposed to these, these insane experimental vaccines in the moment, of course, we've been vindicated now. I mean, if you don't believe me, look at now the CDC approves hydroxychloroquine as an alternative treatment for COVID. Ivermectin. Oh, sorry, it's not actually horse paste. It's a Nobel Prize winning medicine that is now approved by the CDC as an alternative treatment to COVID. So, I mean, of course, anybody that was hesitant to get the vax back then and actually embraced early intervention through treatments of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin have now been vindicated. So my point is, there were very few people out there speaking out in support of this stuff. And RFK was one of those people. And I applaud that courage. However, He's a big data guy. He should know that assault weapons ban when Obama did it, I mean, or I'm sorry, when assault weapons were banned in the 90s, right? And the, and the assault weapons ban was lifted. Obama's own FBI did a study on this and it showed, don't believe me, go look it up yourself. 
But it showed that that by the numbers, an assault weapon, I'm, I'm using their language only because this is how they describe it. Again, there's no such thing as an assault weapon. But they, the research showed from Obama's own FBI that the, the ban on those types of weapons had no discernible impact on violent crime whatsoever. None. None. So it was lifted. So the only reason why Biden and now RFK are talking about over and over and over again about banning these types of rifles, again, the most popular home defense rifle in the country, millions and millions and millions of them are in the hands. By the way, really, really, really easy for women to use as well, which is why this type of ban on this type of rifle is distinctly anti-women. But this is what Joe Biden is doing. He knows he sees the research. He knows that this isn't going to help diminish violent crime at all. So why then? Let's let's ask ourselves this question. Let's go down this path. I say on this show very, very often, and if you were trying to destroy this country, you know, cert with surgical precision, as Joe Biden is doing, what would you do different than him? Right? What would you do different than Joe Biden? Everything that he does. I mean, everyone, I mean, we like to think that he's a bumbling idiot, and of course he is. Uh, but the people behind the curtain have a very clear agenda for what they want to do with this country. So you see these attacks on these horrific massacres in Israel, and you see our open border where the drug cartels are exploiting the open border. You see the rising crime in our cities. You see Soros-funded DAs not doing anything to punish criminals while simultaneously engaging a war on law enforcement, while the Biden administration carries the ball down the field trying to ban your ability to defend yourself and your family by taking the most popular home defense rifle in the nation away from you, banning it. Folks, all this is deliberate. And again, Joe Biden has access to the research. Joe Biden was vice president when the, Obama's own FBI did the research. They have it. They know it. They know it did nothing, yet they're pushing it anyway. Why? One can only assume that it's for nefarious purposes, because if our citizenry is disarmed, we are no longer citizens, we are subjects. And the Biden administration does not want the American people. And again, this is not a political argument, Democrat, Republican, and independent, whatever. Every American has a right to defend himself, defend his family. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The Biden administration knows that by disarming you, it empowers government. And to these radical leftist commie Democrats, government is everything. They've replaced God. They've replaced faith with faith in government. So anything to them about bolstering and growing the power of the government at your expense is on the table. And that includes disarming you at one of the most dangerous, perilous times in American history. And folks, it's deliberate. He knows the research. He's seen the research. He knows it's not had any impact on crime, but he wants to take those guns anyway. I'll tell you from my cold, dead hands, you know, come and take them. You ain't getting them. All right, let's move on uh, before uh, my blood pressure rises and I stroke out. <laughs> Sorry. I was super frustrated about all this, man. These Biden, these Biden administration whackers are the worst. Okay, so 
We got a couple of new polls that came out this morning, a morning consult poll and a Bloomberg poll. And Trump leads Biden in five of the seven swing states. So look at this. Have a look at this poll. This is swing state voters trust Trump on, on the economy and many issues. You see immigration, the economy. Um, it looks like uh, crime, U.S.-China relations, uh, guns, Russia-Ukraine war, over and over and over again. A plurality, a majority of Republican voters trust Trump on these issues. If you go down, let's throw up the image of the, the general image of um, the swing states, uh, where he is on the swing states. Yeah, this one. Okay, so look at this right there. You see right across the top, uh, swing states, uh, uh, Trump, an average poll of 47%, Biden, 43%. Now, let's go right down the line. Georgia, Trump, 48 up five over Biden, 43. Arizona, Trump, 47, Biden, 43. Wisconsin, Trump, 46, Biden, 44. Pennsylvania, my home state, the most important battleground state, in my humble opinion. Trump, 46, Biden, 45. North Carolina, Trump, 47, Biden, 43. Michigan, Trump, 44, Biden, 44. Unbelievably close, right? Uh, Nevada, Trump, 46, or, or I'm sorry, Biden 46, Trump 43. So Biden still has a very slight advantage um, in in Nevada, but it's still within the margin of error. This was five over 5,000 registered voters. And again, if you pay attention to the show, you know that the larger the sample size, the more accurate the poll. Right now, this these are two polls. Now, morning consult, morning consult, and Bloomberg. These are not conservative polls. Trump has never had these kinds of leads in in 2016 or in 2020 ever. And folks, this is this is what's happening here. The from the moment that Trump came down that escalator, that golden escalator in Trump Tower, the singular motivation of the deep state of these entrenched bureaucrats. And by the way. This doesn't just extend to Democrats. This extends to establishment Republicans as well. Their singular motivation has been to take this man out. And so that's why Hillary Clinton, along with Mark Elias and uh, Christopher Steele, uh, that, that British operative that created the Russia hoax and the PP tape hooker stuff um, and, and all of that stuff. That's why they created all of those hoaxes. They did all of that because they thought it would knock Trump off, knock Trump down a peg. And what actually happened is, is you even remember during the 2018 election, you had, I mean, the, the Russia hoax is what swayed the 2018 election. The Russia hoax is what swept Democrats into power in the 2018 election. I mean, people like Connor Lamb, the guy that I ran against in 2018, was swept into power because the vast majority of the country... I mean, even some Republicans were thinking, wow, this Russia stuff is kind of concerning. Folks, it turned out to be a complete and total hoax. And then you look at impeachment hoax one. And then you look at impeachment hoax two. And then you look at the Mueller probe. Do you remember that? Do you remember all those crazy, radical, weirdo celebrities singing, we wish you a Mueller Christmas and Mueller found absolutely nothing? Nothing dug into every aspect of Trump's life and found nothing. And now keep in mind, this dude has been a real estate mogul in New York and a billionaire for a very, very long time prior to even running for office. Mueller found nothing. They dug into his bank statements. In fact, for God's sake, these, these whack jobs even leaked Trump's tax returns. They found nothing. 
Okay, so not only that, you have the January 6th commission, the express sole purpose is to destroy Trump's legacy. That's it. And clearly they had federal ad agitators in January 6th just to drive the point home and make sure that, it, you know, January 6th was, of course, a mostly peaceful protest. But, you know, it was just they had federal agitators in there just to make sure Trump's legacy was destroyed. Remember the laptop from hell and the 51 intelligence agents had signed on to that that said it was Russian disinformation. We know now that that was a hoax as well. And now you look at what's happening. And I've told you this over and over and over again. And this is why it's so, so dangerous. And this is why you have to be ready. Folks, you got to prepare. I say it over and over again, you know, defend yourself, learn to defend yourself, learn to defend your home, learn to defend your family. Okay. And then once you learn from someone good, find someone reputable, then teach your family how to protect and defend themselves. Have a freaking plan because they, these people, these crazy radical authoritarians aren't going to look at what they've done. They put out all the stops to take out president Trump, all the stops. And you think they're going to stop at him? They won't. I mean, Sidney Powell just struck a plea deal today, uh, pleaded guilty, but all her felony counts were completely dismissed because clearly Fannie Willis and Georgia overcharged. But it, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that? Is Sidney Powell going to cooperate with him and, and testify to all this bogus nonsense against Trump? They are pulling out all the stops to get President Trump. That's why they're trying to kick him off the ballot. That's why this guy has 91 uh, federal indictments against him, which, by the way, is completely insane. They, they're going to try to put this dude, President Trump, I mean, if he was convicted, faces something like insane 500 years or something behind bars. I mean, I know it's some like absurd number. But if you think that they'll stop with him, they're not going to. And this judge in New York completely trying to take Trump's business. And Trump said something today when he was in New York or yesterday. We said, why would any business ever come to New York again? And that's exactly right. This isn't necessarily about President Trump. This is about businesses that Republican businesses that would go to New York. If some radical whack job attorney general or DA in New York, like Letitia James says that she wants to investigate Republican businesses. They can just pull your business license and make your business insolvent or just take control of your business as the government, which is what they're doing to President Trump and ruining his hard work for damn near 7,500 years, ruining the Trump name. All because what? Like he's running for president. You see what they're doing? And by the way, the motivation behind what they're doing to Trump in New York, as if like all this stuff, the lawfare is like obviously all completely evil and wrong. And the only reason they're doing it, by the way, is because they know that Trump is the clear front runner for the race. And they know that Biden's an animated corpse and they're seeing the same damn polls that you and I are. And they know that they can't beat him at the ballot box because we know that Trump is going to overperform the fraud. And of course, there's going to be fraud. But Republicans today uh, are better suited to handle this stuff than they were back in 2020. We just are. It still isn't perfect. Far from it. But Republicans are awake now. The people are awake. They're not going to be able. They can only cheat so much. Right. And now you look at some of these numbers that you always say, like we used to joke around with folks like Trafalgar and Savage Rich Barris, the people's pundit, like Republicans in swing states have to perform beyond the margin of fraud. Trump and these that these polls are correct. And it appears that they are because they're heavily weighted Democrat plus polls. He's outperforming the fraud right now, so they're scared out of their mind.
And because they're scared out of their mind, these deep state bureaucrats, and that, by the way, is Republican, Democrats, both are involved in this, are trying to do whatever they can to take out President Trump. When I say Republicans, I mean it. I mean, like Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan were meeting with mega donors trying to find an alternative to Trump. These people don't get it. And by the way, never Trumpers. If you're if you're a Republican and you're against President Trump, I'm sorry, but you're just as bad as Republicans. Or you're just as bad as Democrats. It's sickening to me. And folks, the more they indict this guy, the more he goes up in the polling. Because I just think that independents see how unjust this is. Especially because there's no intellectual... Uh, like intellectual honesty among the Democrats. The Democrats have contested electors on the House floor in every election and presidential election that they've lost going back 20 years. Every single Democrat, when they lose elections, they draw attention and call into question the election itself. Those actions are protected by the First Amendment of the United States. And hell, when Trump won in 2016, you had Kamala Harris, you had Akeem Jeffries, you had all these people out there calling Trump an illegitimate president. You had all these people out there saying that the voting machines are 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 screwy and, oh my gosh, they could be hacked. And oh, well, you know what we need? There's, there's speeches out there from Kamala Harris. Go Google them yourself. But of her saying, we need paper ballots and one-day voting. So when they lost, they protested elections too. But nothing that these Democrats do is on the up and up. That's why I say this isn't your grandma or grandpa's Democrat party, folks. Okay? This isn't this isn't what these people, these are commies. They, I mean, I mean it. They're authoritarians. The ends justify the means. Never let a good crisis grow, go to waste. That's what Rahm Emanuel said. This is how they. This is how these people operate. So, folks, if, believe me. Believe me when I tell you, we have to prepare for the very real possibility that Trump will be convicted because he's, he's absolutely going to be convicted. I, t- I talked to Rich about this yesterday. He's in heavily Democrat areas. Really going to draw from like ninety-five plus percent of the people that live in these districts where they're trying Trump, which is by design, by the way. Because they know they're going to get a tainted jury pool. It's already tainted. He's going to get convicted. And that's why this show exists. You are an ambassador for the show. You're you're in the trenches on the front lines of this fight for America. And by God, your country needs you. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell people that you see at the damn grocery store. Make sure that they know and they understand the truth. Because if, if if they succeed with President Trump and naming some of his allies, and you look at the gag order that Judge Chuckin and, and BDI little mouth breather, special prosecutor Jack Smith, you see what he did trying to not just gag President Trump and prevent his ability from talking about what's going on and the corruption inherent in the Department of Justice. They gagged him. They gagged President Trump. They said he's not allowed to talk about that stuff. But not just that. They tried to gag his advisors, his surrogates, his staff. Do you have any idea how unbelievably unfair that is? Because Jack Smith ain't going to play fair. He leaks stuff to CNN and MSNBC like a sieve. They've created an unfair fight, one where Trump will not be successful in the courts. They're trying to go after this man, remove him from the ballot. They're going after his personal fortune, right, in New York City, going after his businesses, his legacies, taking control of the Trump name and all that stuff so that he can't self-fund his campaign. You see that, right? They're going after all the pillars that hold up President Trump. And we can't allow it to happen, folks. Can't allow it to happen. So I'm going to move on here now and talk about the enemies within and 
all this crazy insanity that's going on in Israel. Uh, but before I get to that, let me talk to you a little bit about American alternative assets. Um, you know, Bidenomics isn't working, clearly. We feel that in our pocketbooks every single day. The dollar is using val- losing value. Your hard-earned savings is at risk. I think I talked to my parents. Like You talk to anybody that has a 401k. You compare their 401k from when President Trump was in office versus 401k when Biden's in office, and they've been saving for a long time. I mean, sometimes people's 401k down fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. I mean, this isn't a joke. But you can act now before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Call 833, the number two USA gold. That's 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. We all need protection from Biden because that dude just straight up sucks. Um, Okay. Enemies are already here in this in this country, folks. You look at what's happening in Israel and everything that Joe Biden is doing to prevent Israel from actually eradicating Hamas. And again, I've said this before, and I'll say it again for people that are watching on Red Voice who are new, maybe new to the show. Republicans need to change the way that they talk about this fight. It cannot be Israel has a right to defend itself. Defense is a tactical term. It simply means like, oh, okay, Israel has defended itself. You've already dropped a couple of bombs and made some surgical strikes against Hamas. That's done. You've defended yourself. No. Change your language. Israel has a right to destroy Hamas. Okay? And Joe Biden has already made his plans and his intent clear, went on 60 Minutes, said he doesn't support a ground invasion of Gaza to eradicate Hamas. And everything that he's done since then has has been an action in support of that mission. Hands down. His trip to Israel was meant and intended to delay an invasion. And every moment that the Israeli Defense Force delays, it makes it more tactically untenable for them to actually accomplish their mission because it gives Hamas a chance to emplace ambushes, booby trap things, improvise explosive devices. It's just going to make the invasion hell. Every day that goes by, Israeli casualties will climb. And then you add insult to injury that the Biden administration just gave over $100 million in aid, announced it from Israel to the Palestinians, which of course, and I said this yesterday, but now of course, you know, all of these Biden administration officials have been taking questions from the media about this and good on the media for asking questions about it, but you'd be damn well sure it's going to happen. But a hundred million dollars of this taxpayer, your taxpayer money is 100% going to either be laundered back to Hamas, which will then conduct more attacks on civilians and export violence around the world, or they're just going to steal the damn aid that was meant for the Palestinians in the first place. Okay. if you don't believe me, listen to this video of a Biden State Department spokesperson, Matt Miller, saying that there are legitimate concerns that Hamas terrorists will basically divert our our taxpayer dollars. Biden's hundred billion dollar aid package intended for Gaza and the West Bank right back into their pockets for personal use. Go ahead and enroll this tape. I think the, the the concern the Israeli government has, and they've said this publicly and they certainly said it privately to us, is that any assistance that goes in will be diverted once it's inside Gaza. That there is not a there's not an Israeli military force in Gaza, there's not a UN peacekeeping keeping force in Gaza. The people with guns inside Gaza are Hamas. And so Hamas may try to divert this assistance and keep it from getting to the civilians who who it is intended for. 
We think that's a legitimate concern. Uh, we've made clear that this aid needs to go to innocent civilians and not Hamas. We're going to be watching very carefully uh, how it's delivered um, because we want to be sensitive to those concerns, which we share. Oh, you're going to be watching very carefully that Hamas doesn't steal it. They're going to steal it. 100% they're going to steal it. And so while Biden is doing everything he can to hamper Israel's ability to eradicate Hamas, which is absolutely their right, they've offered a two-state solution multiple times. Hamas has rejected that, preferring instead to attack and murder, massacre civilians. You've had your chance. It's time for them to go. And just because you ask for a country and ask for a state doesn't mean that you're deserved to entitle one. And it doesn't mean that you are entitled to one, especially if your mission is to commit genocide against the country next to you. I reject the premise of that argument. And Israel has a right to destroy Hamas. So while Biden is, is busy making and his administration is wholly dedicated to making that mission for the IDF untenable and tactically not feasible. We have enemies here at home like Rashida Tlaib that are spreading now debunked propaganda uh, about Israel striking a hospital and killing civilians. She was she I'm telling you, you know, you had Donald Trump on January 6th saying go down peacefully and make your peacefully protest, peacefully make your voices peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. You know, and then you have, but you have, and they're trying to hang him basically for, for stoking the violence of the mob on January 6th, where you have Rashida Tlaib actually elevating here just yesterday, terrorist propaganda, which then in turn caused what was an insurrection clearly, because I've been told protests in Capitol buildings that obstruct official proceedings are insurrections. Her words clearly led to an insurrection on the Capitol because she was elevating terrorist propaganda. And not only did her elevating and legitimizing terrorist propaganda cause uprisings and protests here that obstructed official proceedings on Capitol Hill, they caused violent uprisings and mobs at U.S. embassy and Israeli embassies all across the Middle East. All because she elevated what is clearly a is now clearly debunked terrorist lie. But watch this disgusting enemy mouth breather, uh, enemy of America on the stage yesterday, riling up the crowd and getting them angry and prep for what was clearly an insurrection at the Cannon ho uh, House office building. Good and roll the tape. Continue to watch people think it's OK to bomb a hospital. We're children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and somebody you know this. They keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They do, they can cry. I can cry. We all can cry. If we're not crying, something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now.
that woman should be expelled from Congress. That lie led to this protest, which is this video we're going to show you now, this massive uh, pro-Hamas protest. Because again, it's pro-Hamas because they're not demanding that Hamas return civilian casualties. They're not demanding any of that stuff. I mean, they're not demanding justice for Hamas. Look at this video right here. That looks like an insurrection to me, right? They're interrupting an official proceeding. And in fact, in fact, the Capitol Hill police released a statement Right. This is from the Capitol Hill Police, uh, the U.S. Capitol Police. A group of protesters are demonstrating inside the Cannon Rotunda. Demonstrations are not allowed inside congressional buildings. They followed up with, we warned the protesters to stop demonstrating. And when they did not comply, we demanded we, we started arresting them. Look at them. Look at that. Are those people going to be thrown in prison for two decades? I mean, surely, I mean, the police were actually arresting people. Uh, check out this video of this geek protester getting arrested and crying uh, from from the police here. Check this out. I mean, there he is. I mean, he's re he's resisting arrest. I assume that guy is going to do, you know, probably two years in the gulag and solitary confinement, just like January 6th prisoners, and then be thrown in jail for what, uh, two decades, 22 years? I've been told that's just uh, for, you know, unlawful parading and obstructing an official proceeding. So, like, we'll see what happens. But I'll bet you at the FBI... Uh, no arrests have been made. You watch. None of these people will be charged with anything. Why? Because we have two tiers of justice in this country. I want you to see, and this is proof because Marjorie Taylor Greene was in, you know, actually talked about the insurrection yesterday live from the middle of the insurrection. She actually got a picture during that protest of one of the protesters' phone where it referred to a global intifada. I don't know if we have those images, but if we do, can we put them up there? If we don't, it's okay. Um, but these images basically are text messages, group text messages from a, oh yeah, check it out. So that is, that right there um, is, is a, is a member from this, a lawyer for the Southern Poverty Law Center, a pro-Palestinian lawyer for the Southern Poverty Law Center. If you look up at the top there, at the top of that group chat, it says global intifada, which basically means global Arab uprising, which doesn't exactly sound good. And that seems to me like it's proof that that group as protesters had ulterior motives on the Capitol. Now, the White House, in addition to in addition to uh, we've been talking a lot about making Israel's job harder and making ha making and enemies here at home, making, you know, uh, obstructing official proceedings and now doing insurrections on the Capitol and two tiers of justice. But the Biden administration did something that was egregious today. I don't know if we have an image of that, of a White House media team shared a picture last night of Delta Force operators uh, just prior to, yeah, check it out. So that the black boxes there were inserted by somebody after the fact to protect the identity of these Delta Force operators. But what the Biden administration did was out all these, these Delta Force operators that were doing search and rescue missions in Israel prior to the actual missions taking place. The White House ended up deleting the post. But not it wasn't before that hundreds of thousands of people that actually saw it. So everything that you're seeing right now, and by the way, remember that the Biden administration, after they took out Osama bin Laden, outed SEAL Team 6 on that mission. And so everything that you're seeing right now, you just have to wonder if, if what the Biden administration is doing is deliberate because outing the identities of some of our top operators is an unbelievable operational security failure.
Because now their, their pictures are out there. The terrorists have seen them. They're going to be put at risk. Their families are going to be put at risk. Their children are going to be put at risk. And I'm sorry, that's completely and totally inexcusable. And it should never happen here in this country. So, folks, I'll wrap it up with saying be prepared. Prepare yourself. Prepare your family because things in this country are going to get worse. And if the Republicans in the House of Representatives, I'm going to circle back, Jen Psaki, circle back to the 22 holdouts that are not voting for Jim Jordan. You are allowing the Democrats to accomplish this mission by not having your own house in order. Do not put your own ambitions, your own personal vendettas before the people of this country. We are relying on you. You are the only legislative body that we have a federal majority in. So get your act together, vote for Jim Jordan, let's put this debacle behind us, and if you are watching this show, you are the only thing that is standing in the way of a complete plunge into darkness in this country. You are the only, you are the only thing. You stand on that thin line in this country between hope and darkness. You're the only thing that can stop it. And so I want to say thank you to you all. And, and by the way, thanks to the folks who gave money in the in the live chat. Um, it looks like, Kevin, you gave five bucks. Thank you. Steve, you gave 20 bucks, 100% of what's given in the live chat. You don't have to do that in the super chats. Goes to the studio. So thank you all. I'm so grateful for it. Um, we're going to be upgrading our equipment really, really soon. Again, if you've made it through the full hour, go ahead and like this video. Subscribe to this page. Also subscribe to Red Voice Media as well. Show them some love. Let's establish some overlapping fields of fire as conservatives here. And as always, thank you for tuning in to this show. This show is about saving this country. And so thank you all. Uh, God bless you for watching. And God bless this amazing country that we live in. Take care and have a good night. See you tomorrow. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.